Hey, Culture and Conversations family. I'm your host, Jamison Smallwood, and this is another episode of Small Talk, a bonus show on the Culture and Conversations podcast. On this episode of Small Talk, I chat with my friend James Hammond after I completed my interview with him. James and I discussed the Joe Button podcast, the growth of digital streaming platforms, and what I personally hope the future of culture and conversations to be. Up next on Small Talk, hope you guys enjoy this episode. So, man, we're going to kind of now sh- do a little bit of a small talk episode while we okay. got some more time. That's so, cool. you know, I didn't I didn't know you were into Joe Budden, um, the podcast, until maybe maybe that was a couple months ago. I posted something on Facebook, and I think you were like, yeah, man, Joe's musical taste is, you know, is, is really on point or something like that. Yeah. And uh, that's when I, we kind of connected, and we were like, okay, well, we're both the fans of his show. Well, it's, it's funny because I'm actually just a Joe Budden fan. Like, all through college, I was actually a fan of his music. Yeah. And I mean, like I remember the murder, the 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 mood music mixtapes. I still listen to all of them. Okay. Um, I know just about every bar from the from the mixtapes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I I do like the song "Pump It Up." Yeah. Um. As much as people <laughs> don't want to admit that they like it, it's a hard song, and he was spitting there. Yeah, that's like hot, man. But the podcast. I have listened to just I've listened to every episode of the podcast. I've been a, a podcast fan since day one. Yeah, you know, I I kind of got into I don't know how I stumbled onto Joe Budden's podcast. I think you know I I got into listening to podcasts. Um, I, I got probably like maybe okay. There was a there was a dating podcast I would listen to back in like a two thousand around two thousand eight two thousand nine. Yeah, so that was like my first introduction into podcasts, and then. Um, I, I was like, okay, well, let me add some more of these to my catalog. Right. And then I think one day I was at work, and I'm like, you know, I'm tired of listening to people chattering in the office. I'm tired of listening to the background noise. Yeah. And then um, I had been kind of following Joe. I think it was with uh, Everyday Struggle at the time. And I was like, let me just check out the podcast and see what they're talking about on there. And the thing that was funny is it's just three guys, mm-hmm. or now four, where you talk about Parks, who's yeah. been adding to it. But they're sitting around just talking about. And you Parks know. was not supposed to be a part of the podcast. He was just an engineer. Yeah, like because you remember <laughs> like, when they first started the podcast, they were actually recording in studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you remember, like it was when they started doing episodes where they were where um the studio was getting remodeled and they ended up having to go record at CBS with Taylor Rooks. And yeah. they were like, we're not sure. Are we allowed to say where we're recording at? And then it was like maybe two episodes after that, they just moved to Parks' living room. <laughs> and the quality never took a step down because Parks no. is one heck of an engineer. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but it's it's just a cool podcast. It is. It is. It, it's it's three guys, now four, who are sitting around who are friends. Yeah. Just talking and, just talking and, and shooting the breeze about whatever topic in hip-hop or culture or sports that comes up. But the thing that's amazing is is that they they're spot on with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that they, they like Joe, he has a unique mind because he actually sits there and he tells you about just the things that are on his mind. Like one of the conversations that was like really, 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 really prevailing very heavily last year was his conversations about the streaming wars. Yeah, Apple, yeah. Spotify, title, yeah. who's winning, why people, why people are, why people really need to pay attention to this because you know, think about it. Mm-hmm. I was driving around the other day, and I was like, "Dang, there's no blockbuster music no more. There's no, no. Uh, there's no Fye. There's 
uh, Best Buy isn't even selling CDs anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. if you looked the other day. No, I haven't been. But, they, but I know they stopped. Yeah, Best Buy stopped selling CDs. So and, where are you buying CDs at now? Yeah, no Camelot music. Right. No, uh, Best Buy is selling vinyl now, but they're not selling CDs. Wow. Think about it. You, so they're selling things that you got, you got to take home and put on a vinyl. Yeah. I mean, put on put on a on a record player, but you don't have anything. You just pop in your car there. Yeah. I'm one of the few people who still will actually buy like a uh, well, will buy albums directly. Yeah. I don't have a streaming uh, service that I subscribe to. Um, I use uh, Amazon to buy my, most of my music. And uh, because I have Prime, and then that kind of led me into just buying directly from them. Yeah. But uh, to your point, yeah, we're in an age now where there is no there is no more physical product, and the record companies love it because it is nowhere. You don't have to have a warehouse. You don't have to pay for trucking. You don't have to pay for distribution. Mm-hmm. You know, the computers and the internet are now the distribution channel, and it's direct to consumer at this point. So they just drop something, put it out there, and they just oop, they can go update it if they want to. They can change it. They can do all that stuff. Absolutely, you know, and he and you're right. He has always kind of been a four at the forefront of it, with it being a visionary for what the streaming stuff is going to look like. And then even when you look at it, he was even on the forefront of the reality show stuff. I mean, like I remember yeah. when he was on when he had his little blog TV channel, yeah, where he yeah. would literally be having his he'd have his laptop in front of him, yeah, and he'd kind of sort of be doing a podcast himself, like on his couch with his laptop, yeah, and he'd just be talking about what was going on. Yeah, he looked crazy at the time, <laughs> but he, you know, he was. He 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 was on the front end. He was on the front end of the wave before anybody ever paid attention to it. No, that's true. You mentioned something when we were um, setting up. You were talking about how um, these streaming services have changed the terms of service with the content right. creators. You know, what do you what do you see that going with content and 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 this and these these becoming the me- mega platforms that we have to use to get our stuff out there to people. Well, basically, I look at it as is that the streaming platforms, uh, the the digital, the DSPs, digital streaming platforms, what they want to do is that they want to take themselves and they want to position themselves so that they get a bigger cut of the money than the than the artists, I mean, than what they had previously been previously been giving the artist. Yeah. Um. It's it's a it's a really really interesting scenario because initially people were saying, oh, you know. It's the big argument is that's been going on is that it's easier to get into the music business today than it was five, six, than it was five, six, ten years ago. And it is easier to be discovered. It's easier for people to, to really put their music out there because you can put your music out on, put your music out on YouTube, put your music out on SoundCloud, put together a good mixtape and put it on Dat Piff. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's so, there, there's so many different things because, um, people are thinking you don't have to go to record labels anymore. Yeah, yeah. And the problem with the belief of not having to go to record labels is is that when you look you're not going to just put your song out there on Spotify because Spotify now allows you to up to upload your song for free yeah. and boom it's going to pop into the it's going to pop into this new playlist of hot new hip hop. Yeah. Because the A&Rs from the regular label, they're still working with Spotify, mm-hmm. and they're 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 handling saying, "Hey, we need this placement for this new this new little Uzi song." Yeah, yeah. So stuff's not as growing as organic organically as it used to. No, no if you, you want the organic growth, you still have to go to somewhere like a um like like, like SoundCloud. Yeah, but it takes forever for you to, to for you to be found there because. You know, a lot of people they're not really playing SoundCloud like how you can like like you just go down that rabbit hole of just finding one song you like and just letting it ride, mm-hmm. which is how SoundCloud intends for you to use it. Yeah. yeah, they're saying I like this song, I like this song, I like this song, mm-hmm. and you know your song might be number seventy, eighty, hundred and fifty down the line, mm-hmm. and people may not find it. Yeah, it's true because uh, I know when you're talking about just uh, these these DSPs and how these uh, services are working. I know for a fact 
when I first started podcasting, when I had uh, when I released my uh, stuff I was doing with the church, just putting out content on the web, just so people really so people could download it if they wanted to listen to it, you know, from the church, just making it available so people can go back and listen to it after the right. after the fact. I got I got published in iTunes when I set up the podcast. Mm-hmm. And iTunes actually put me on their homepage for a couple of days mm-hmm. under new and noteworthy podcast. That is awesome. Now, when I did it this time, right, when I really was like, hey, I'm going to double down on podcasting. I'm going to make culture and conversations happen and I'm going to do it. I was like, okay, sure. I'm waiting. I'm just waiting on that day when to they put me there. to pop up there. But to your point, they don't do that anymore. Mm-mm. And at first I was like, well, because maybe. they're they're realizing the power of the, they're now yeah, realizing exactly. the power of their placement. That's it. And then I said, well, maybe I'm. I, at first, I was naive. I was thinking, well, maybe I just haven't hit that threshold yet with reviews. Maybe I didn't post it at the right time. Maybe I didn't post it at the right time. Maybe they did that for me already because I was a publisher once, and now they're not going to do it again. But then I was listening to Joe Budden's podcast, and yeah. he was talking with Chance the Rapper. Oh, and, that was an uh, amazing podcast. Yeah, and he that uh, one and the most recent one with Pusher. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, Pusher's one was amazing. There were things I learned in that podcast that I did not know. Yeah, yeah, and then you know Chance was talking about man how uh, those you know those placements to your point mm-hmm. they're not accidental they're not organic those placements mm-hmm. are people are fighting for those placements mm-hmm. and paying for those placements and you like you said record companies are saying hey you know well they're negotiating say well if you can't give me this spot this you know if you can't give me new and noteworthy it's give me this re- other spot it's the redefinition of payola man yeah, yeah I mean like I remember back when you know back in back in college we talked a lot about the FCC rules and people paying for placements on radios yeah and they you couldn't expressly pay for placement to be in a top 40 list mm-hmm. but you could pay to you could you could do other things so that you could be put into the rotation at the radio station mm-hmm. which would put you somewhere on the radio mm-hmm. which would often mean that you would get tons and tons and tons of spins yeah like you you don't you know we're in atlanta man yeah we're in atlanta yeah and atlanta has a lot of musical talent no doubt a ton of musical talent i have a lot of friends that work in the music industry mm-hmm. and you're not you know it's it always fascinates me that there's not a lot of these artists from these record these record breaking uh contests that happen on the radio I'm not pointing out one record one radio station in particular <laughs> I know what you mean but you don't you'll hear these songs go for 6 7 days mm-hmm. and the the people will call in and say man this song was amazing mm-hmm. this is amazing but you never ever ever after that week that they're on that radio show you uh-huh. never after a week see them or hear them on the main station anymore yeah yeah, like you that's don't, true. You, you you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. let let like it, it it's it's amazing, but you'll magically hear, you know, I'll just throw him out there because he's one of my favorite artists. Mm. You'll magically hear the new song from Kendrick Lamar yeah. come all the way across from all the way across from Oakland, California, mm-hmm. here in Atlanta, but you won't hear any of our local our local grown talent magically pop up there unless they come from some label. Yeah, because they, they the labels are the ones who have the relationships. With the the radio stations, and mm-hmm. there's this you know, like you said, there's this relationship there that uh, it's it's not necessarily a payola, but it is definitely incentivized in other mm-hmm. ways to give them access to those those channels and keep the other people you know not not having a placement there. I mean, it is blatant play, it's blatant payola because you can turn from radio station to radio station and hear the same songs on every yeah. radio station. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard to discover music, man. Um, you know, the, the challenge you've got now is right. 
getting the eyeballs to people who are really talented. Yeah. Um, like you said, SoundCloud was supposed to be. It was um, supposed to be that safe space. Yeah. But it, the problem is, is they never found a great way of monetizing. And, and, and now this new, this, the new, the new thing with SoundCloud, their new, their new platform, their premium platform. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't, from what I've been hearing about it, it doesn't feel like it's the best thing for the artist anymore. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, Joe was saying that, uh, as they talked about those terms, and, you know, I don't have a fact checker here, but... Uh, yeah, we it, don't have Savon. No, we don't have Savon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't have Savon. Who, uh, who looks it up and reads it to himself. <laughs> that's it. And ke- <laughs> with, with, with his inside voice. He's like, yeah, this would have been right, you know, if I had said it out loud. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they're basically now saying that... Uh, you know that you can't go back and fight with them about the about the splits and because you signed over your rights, so you're yeah yeah yeah. So whatever you put up on the platform, apparently it belongs to them, and then they give you money off of that, and then they can use that content however they want to to monetize it. Yeah, and you you can't like say, hey, well that wasn't okay because you agreed to a contract that yeah. literally says, yeah, um, it's yours. Just yeah. pay me what you feel like. Yeah. Let me ask you this, man, before we wrap up, you know, with this whole conversation around streaming and stuff, you know, and we, you know, we both are talking about podcasts. You, you know, you're talking about starting back up your podcast and me, I'm, I'm, uh, getting ready to double down on it again going into 2019. Oh, you going to button route? You're going to do two a week? Oh, brother. You know, you're going to do it. You're going to do a Tuesday and a Friday? uh, Man, uh, don't nobody do a Tuesday to Friday, man. But, uh, button does Wednesday. He does Wednesday and Wednesday Wednesday and Saturday. Saturday. I'm trying to get heavy, uh, heavier invested in podcasting. Like, uh, buying more lighting. There's Dude, even this is beautiful. Well, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. I, I really, uh, I wish people could see it, but they can't see it on the camera, you know, because all yeah. the stuff is the way the set is set up. But I'm gonna take a picture and put it up and no, show I mean, everybody. Like, today. like honestly, like uh-huh. I've done, a, I've done a few podcasts. I've done this one. I've done the podcast with my friend Brandon. Uh, oh yeah, Dark Zuckerberg. Yeah, um, yeah. Shout out to Brandon Butler. He, he's a, he's a part of the Culture and Conversations family too. He's been on the show. Yeah, that's that's my boy. Um, yeah. When I look at the way that this is set up, and I, I absolutely love your setup. Man, that's that's high praise coming from a film, uh, from a, um, a videographer, man. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. love your setup. I mean, so. like you've got the, you've got the good cameras in front of in front of us right here. Mm-hmm. Like these are good these are good webcams, mm-hmm. and you've got this one right down here. This is a great camera, also, and it's serving it's completely serving your purpose. And I love the fact that you're also using the perfect the professional H six N to record everything. <laughs> so I love it. And then the light the LED lights it's good and everything. Yeah. So I'm very very happy to see it. And it's not it's not too it's the lighting is not overbearing or anything yeah. like that. It looks good. Yeah, when you hear when you hear this uh, coming out too, man, it's gonna sound really good. It's gonna yeah. sound really good. Like I'm, I'm monetizing it too as we as we do it. That's why I got the headphones on. It's right. not because I can't hear you. It's just yeah, I know. I mean, you you got the monitor. I got a monitor. Just I, I, I've done it without the headphones. And yeah, you uh, gotta have the headphones. Yeah. And uh, just because I'm working the board, the board over here with the mixer, yeah. you know. So, but uh, you know, with the with the streaming stuff, like I'm, we're, like I said, we're taking it to the next so level. What you're, saying, what you're telling me is that you're both Joe and Parks. I'm just saying I'm doing I'm doing it all, man. I'm <laughs> Joe Parks, Maul, and Rory, you know, and uh, and Savon because I don't fat check. Savon uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, gets so many shots. Yeah, man, but it's cool, man. I, I love their show, and uh, but one thing they did talk about on the show is, and you can kind of hear Joe talking about it. These, these, you know, if, if you're paying an artist right. for a streaming a rap song, why aren't you paying your podcasters mm-hmm. for streaming podcasts? Yeah. And see, that's, this, this that's is, a, 
it's that's coming. a whole different thing. And the other the thing I'm seeing is interesting is, is that some of these some of these podcasters they're taking their podcast exclusively to platform to exclusive mm-hmm. platforms. And the other other interesting thing is is that um. I thought that Sirius Satellite Radio would have been the ones to get in on it to get to actually build a channel of nothing but podcasts. That's mm-hmm. what I I said about two years ago was yeah. going to happen, yeah. and it's not going to happen because um, a lot of the, the people who are the podcasters, the big thing that they're passionate about is actually being able to say, okay, how, mu- how mm-hmm. much of this have I sold? How much of this have I done? How many people did I bring to you? And they're not the yeah. Sirius is not going to give them the analytics to say who signed up because of you. Yeah, that's they're true. They're not going to do that. That's true. However, somebody like a Spotify, they gave Joe his, they gave Joe his code mm-hmm. so that he can, so that when you register, you get like a month free just by putting in that your your code is is xyz well and and that makes sense because that's really customer acquisition cost at that point right so they give they give you they give you two months or a month or whatever of the free subscription hell they don't have to worry about spending 60 dollars to try and get me onto their platform they just gave me two months worth of service and then joe knows that because i use the power of content that's it i i it's tied back to my relationship with him in some way through the content yeah i mean in like to be perfectly honest Part of the reason why I didn't renew my Sirius Satellite Radio subscription mm-hmm. is because I listen. I don't like the commercials that they put on me in Sir- on Sirius. Mm-hmm. I like that it's cheaper to have cheaper for me to have Spotify because I am a Spotify subscriber. Yeah, um, I, I like it's cheaper for me to have Spotify, and now Spotify has that whole. They have a whole playlist mm-hmm. of nothing but they have channels and channels of just podcasts. Yeah. So you yeah. can sit here and you can discover different different ones. If you're looking for healthy eating, you can do that. If you're looking for comedy, you can do that. If you're looking for for just good old hip hop stuff like mm-hmm. I do, you can do that. Yeah, and you can get all your music. Yeah, I uh, I secretly I, I'm gonna I'm giving you the exclusive mm-hmm. about what my strategy hopefully one day is gonna be. So I've been talking with um, a couple people about different opportunities to monetize the podcast or different yeah. strategies for monetizing it. Uh, I've been talking with um, one of my friends. Her name is Kimberly Isis. She does the Dope Black Chick podcast, okay. and she does IHearThatGirl.com. Uh, shout out to Kimberly. You, heard, you owe me for that plug. And uh, <laughs> shout out to Kimberly. I don't know you, but I, I do like the DopeBlackGirl.com thing. Yeah. That's, that actually sounds pretty bomb. I might actually look it up, even though I'm not a dope black girl. I'm gonna still yeah. look at it. The dope black, yeah. Her, well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I know it. some dope black girls. Yeah, she is doing the Dope Black Chick podcast, and that's her. That's part of her brand for IHearThatGirl.com. And, um, but she's, she's really smart about monetization and, mm-hmm. you know, there's some opportunities we've been talking about there. Um, also I'm working with, um, uh, Kelvin Bivens words with KB podcast. He does more of a Joe Budden style podcast. Yeah. Um, and, uh, me and him are talking too about some things. One of the things we talked about, and this is something we're thinking about is building a studio yeah. for doing podcasts. And um, I would say talk to Brandon Butler about that. Yeah. Brandon, me and Brandon were working on that about about a year and a half ago. Wow, wow, yeah, we've got some ideas, and you know, I, I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of anti brick and mortar. Yeah, because I mean, you just you just said what you just said, kind of why, right? Like where we're at and, and how I'm doing it. Um, but that's one of the ideas we got. But the but the reason why I think we need a studio if we if this for this to work is I really want. To be the first podcast on Netflix. Why wouldn't you? If they're looking for content, mm-hmm. Netflix needs people to provide them with content. Why? Why? If you look at YouTube, YouTube built up their user based on homegrown content. I got a complete different idea for you there. Oh, okay. So I know you want to be the first podcast on Netflix, which which would be bomb. That'd be a dope idea. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. 
But why not build your own Netflix? Oh, okay. Okay, so just deliver my own content and have people subscribe directly to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's there, there's that's there's that's platforms the, you can. There's platforms already existing that you can build off of. Uh, okay. I mean, because Vimeo allows you to do that. I got you. I got you. So just do so. Just do my own uh, distribution and all that stuff. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, well and cool. get your money. Get your money to come to you quicker because Netflix they're going to sit there and they're going to hold your money for sixty to ninety days. Yeah. You can get it turned around quicker. I mean, yeah, you get more, you get more organic people, you get more people, you know, randomly finding you Mm -hmm. just like how we randomly find movies on Netflix. But I think that this could be, um, I think this could be a, it could be a good opportunity to try that out, that avenue. Oh yeah. I like that. I like that approach. I just, I want to, I want to provide content and I think culture and conversations with this type of stuff I'm doing, like the sit down episodes, right. the videography, the little bit of videography I'm doing and, and all this other stuff. I think it's just going to be dope. And I think, if, I think if whoever is a person who, who cracks the cheat code with producing stuff that is Netflixable, mm-hmm. uh, where Netflix says, Hey, we'll go to the users and buy it from the users who want to produce the content. I think it's going to be huge. Um, the reason why is like, you know, YouTube, they build all their customer base up from, organic video like home like mm-hmm. a basically american 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 home america's, homes, america's funniest home videos right? exactly that's what youtube that's was. what it that's what it started out for all of us as and then they took that they took all those eyeballs they had and then they said hey here's our paid content right mm-hmm. netflix would, has done has done it different they're like hey here's our paid content but where's netflix's free user content mm-hmm. right and they can still leverage it and I'm not gonna say free free user content, but user content generated content, where they can still leverage their their subscriptions with these uh, for the movies and all this stuff, but they can also add value now to their subscription by having this inventory of user generated content, just like um, just like uh, YouTube is trying to do, like the thought process. Yeah, YouTube's trying it hard with the the push for more of the these kind of shows like this, like mm-hmm. uh, like um. The ones I watch is always hot ones. Have you watched hot ones where they have some folks that are on the table the wings. with the wings? Yeah. The wing challenge and they do the full interview. Yeah. Kevin Hart episode was classic. Yeah. Um, and also, um, I'd, I'd honestly say the just about everything that MKBHD does and also Casey Neistat, all those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, Will Smith's channel. Yeah. yeah. So there's places that are hungry for content. Mm-hmm. And uh, YouTube is cutting checks. Yeah. Yeah. They're cutting checks because. I don't know uh, MKBHD's income, mm-hmm. but I know he's getting millions of views every week. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like uh, that's like a couple of different channels I follow loosely, like Zia's, uh, the guy who does the reaction videos to, to rap stuff, and yeah. Um, also, there's another channel I follow called Sous Vide Everything. It's a cooking technique that um, they use, basically cooking everything in in, in vacuum sealed bags under hot water. Yeah, and then they sear it off and all this stuff. So great content. I was literally just looking at that tool and. Uh, in uh what you it yesterday amazon.com no no i was looking at it at bj's yesterday oh okay yeah, so a vacuum. That, yeah so you do the vacuum bag thing yep and you have the you have the little silver stick that you stick in the, you stick in the water it, yep. it, co- you, it cooks it up and everything's supposed to be better than restaurant quality i was looking at it yesterday it's 99 dollars at, at bj's okay sorry for the plugs on the show no it's cool it's cool it's cool <laughs> yeah i was B- looking at uh, it I, i've been thinking about purchasing yeah bj's you can uh send that check over to culture and conversations at gmail.com please do but uh i have i have one of those and that's what got me. Um, that's how, how I found it? the channel. It's delicious, bro. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, it. Take it. Take it from a big guy. Yeah, that's good food. Okay. Because like the so uh, as we kind of wrap up, the last thing I'll tell you when you cook a steak in that thing, 
the problem with cooking steak is that your temperature you have the, you always have your temperature control right. Right. So depending on where you want your steak at, you set the temperature on there. And then you finish it on whatever you're doing. Like maybe it's a stove top. I actually have a blowtorch that I used to finish those steaks with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You get the browning. And, I uh, see. And, uh, yeah. And well it's, done. Yeah, it's delicious every time. Every time it comes out perfect. It's almost It almost takes the fun out of cooking because I never have to worry about overcooking the steak. Yeah, you don't worry about burning. No, no. You cook it and for two hours and it pasteurizes the food. That's what actually what it does. It, it doesn't. It, we, you know, we say it cooks it, but it's only raising it up to like an internal temperature of like 100 and... 35 degrees for medium well. Yeah. I mean, for, no, not for medium well, but for medium done, for medium steak. Yeah. And then you take it, hit it with a blowtorch to put the brownie on top of it, and it's delicious. Huh. Yeah. It's delicious. Maybe that's the next thing. Next time you have a chance to come over for the sit down, man, maybe that's what we do is, Definitely. is, is fire up, uh, fire up and do some, uh, do some sous vide steaks and, sh- and show you how that works out, man. That, that would actually probably be pretty incredible. Cool, man. Cool. James, man, I appreciate you coming through, man. Dude, anytime, man. You know, you know, you, I'm always available for you, brother. Yeah, man. Shout out to social media again so people can find, find and follow you because this is going to be a separate episode from the one we just got done. Of recording. course. So if you're looking for me on Instagram or on Twitter, you can find me at, uh, Mr. Icon 1906. Looking for my, and that's Icon, Icon with a K. And if you're looking for me on looking for the company, it's Icon Filmworks. That's I K O N Filmworks. Uh, also, if you're looking at our, looking for our website, www.iconfilmworks.com. Cool, cool, man. James, thank you for being part of the sit down, and thank you for being part of Culture and Conversations. And this is my small talk episode with you, so I appreciate you, man. Of course, man. I appreciate this, man. Thank you guys for listening to that episode of Small Talk. If you would like to interact with the show, you can go over to Facebook. Culture and Conversations is the Facebook page. Also, we have a Facebook group, Culture and Conversations Podcast. If you're on Instagram, Culture and Conversations. And lastly, if you'd like to send the show an email, cultureandconversations at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope everybody's doing well out there. Take care.